Hello, it's Tuesday and it's at 12 o'clock and we release our video cast slash podcast every week on Tuesdays at 12. Uh, so, and sometimes they're live and sometimes they're batch um, created. This week it's live. Um, and this week I want to talk about the 10 mistakes that I see social media managers make all the time. Okay, so I was a social media manager for a long time uh, and then I moved into consulting and then I moved into training. So I am now a social media trainer, uh, but I oversee social media managers and I also train social media managers as well as consultants uh, as part of the TechPixies program. So I'm Joy Foster. I'm the founder of TechPixies. Uh, TechPixies helps women upskill with modern technology like social media in order to return to work, change careers, and start a business. And this week's live cast, uh, video cast slash podcast is being brought to you by our Social Media Magic course. And the Social Media Magic course is open for enrollment currently, but as the, at the time of this video, um, or at the time of this podcast being recorded, uh, it is um, the 8th of October and our doors close to our October cohort at midnight tonight. So if you're catching this on that day, you still have a chance to get in. Um, and if you wanna know more about that, go to techpixies.com forward slash social media magic. Okay, let's get in to the 10 mistakes that I see social media managers make all the time. Uh, number one, this is a big one, okay? And this is like a big bugbear for me because I feel like I teach this a lot, but I still see people doing it. People try and put links into Instagram posts. You can't do it. You cannot put links in Instagram posts. Now, if you have over 10,000 followers, you can put your link in uh, your stories and you can have a swipe up option. And when you swipe up, it'll take you to where you want to go. If you're using IGTV, you can put a link in the text of the IGTV. So IGTV is where you upload videos. Key important feature is that unless you are a verified video, you can only put up to 10 minutes in to IGTV. But let's say you've created a 10 minute IGTV video, you upload it, you can put links in the text there. But you cannot put links in the text of an Instagram post, okay? So don't make that mistake. And if you're watching this video, it's probably because I've seen you do it and I've shared the video with you. So don't be offended. Just go and make sure you don't put links in Instagram posts. That's number one. Number two, uh, Twitter. Okay, so on Twitter, you can put portrait images on. It's a bad idea. So an example that I give in the course is uh, that you should always use um, basically landscape-sized images on Twitter because there's a wonderful charity that I'm very well connected to that I love with all my heart and they posted this wonderful introduction to one of their new staff members and it was a young girl and they did a portrait picture and as soon as it went onto a phone it was cropped and all you could see were her boobs. So please, if you use imagery on Twitter and you're using a portrait image, make sure that it's when it crops to a landscape image, you, you see the full image that you want people to see. My default is to put it on as a landscape image from the get-go uh, because it will get cropped when it goes onto the phone anyway. And guess where most people use Twitter? On their phones. So that's mistake number two. Okay, mistake number three, using links that don't scrape well. Now, if you don't know what scraping is, you should probably be taking the Social Media Magic course, okay? It's one of the core fundamental elements of our course. Um, Scraping basically means that you're checking to make sure the link looks good on social before you post it on social. 
oftentimes the links won't look good, uh, especially if it's a website older than, let's say, I'd say now older than five years. Most websites older than five years don't scrape well. And hopefully by now most people realize every few years you've got to update your website. But if they haven't done that and they've still got an old website, it won't scrape well. Or if you haven't got Yoast SEO on your website, this is all stuff we teach on the course. But Yoast SEO is a free plugin that allows you to make sure your links scrape well on social. Here's why scraping matters, okay? So if you're going to use scraping on Facebook, you want to check that you want to go to Google and type in Facebook debugger tool. And then that will um, give you the place where you can check links. If the link looks bad, you'll get what, what I like to call the gray box of doom. And then you have to fix that somehow, either with the Yoast SEO plugin or um, getting your web developer to make sure that your featured images are working. But you got to fix it because here's the problem when you have a link that doesn't scrape well, okay? You will have to add a picture to whatever you're posting because pictures do better or links do better when there's a picture. But the thing is, is the picture won't be directly linked. So people will click on the picture and then they have to do another click to click on the link, okay? So this slows down the process of someone actually clicking through straight to your website. So think about it this way. You have a beautiful product, you have a beautiful sweatshirt that you want to sell people, and they have they see this gorgeous picture on Facebook. Most people's instinct is click on the picture, the picture will take me to the link where I can buy it. If it scrapes well, that's exactly what will happen. If it doesn't scrape well, you'll have put the picture up and then you'll have a link as well. And so they click on the picture and then they have to click on the link and then they go to your shop. And the problem is most people are willing to do one, maybe two clicks. They don't like doing three clicks. So don't make it hard on people. Scrape links. Make sure they look good on your feeds before, or they, make sure they look good before they go in your feed. Um, LinkedIn now has a scraping tool, uh, and Angie has got one of our uh, tech pixies has definitely used it, and I'm I'm gonna hope she's gonna watch this and she's gonna put that link in the comments because previously what I'd said is if the Twitter um, the Twitter debugger works then it'll work on LinkedIn. So to use the Facebook debugger, you go to Facebook debugging tool uh, on Google, and to use the Twitter one, it's the Twitter card validator. And Angie has got, I know she's gonna watch this, and she's gonna put in the comments the LinkedIn one. So, and if she doesn't, I'll tag her, and she, hopefully she will then. Okay, the fourth mistake that I see people making um, is, Oh, I've gone from three to five. Let's just check there, we've got that. Oh, okay, you're posting too many third party content, okay? So when we started teaching Tech Pixies, one of the things that I said to people all the time was you need to post third party content because you need to share relevant things to your audience, which is true, totally 100% true. And when you're just getting started out and you don't have a lot of content on your blog and you don't have um, your own voice and your own message and you're just trying to connect with your audience, it's a great way to connect, okay? But if you want to drive hits back to your website, you want to drive traffic to your website, you've got to be creating your own content. Now, one of the big tricks I've learned, because I have to upskill too, you know, I'm not just asking everybody around me to upskill, I'm actually upskilling as well, because I, I have to keep upping my game. So one of the big tricks I've learned um, in the last year, um, I did a course called List Builder Society uh, by Amy Porterfield. I love that course. I don't get anything out of it. If you go sign up, that's your, your gain, uh, my gain that I've helped you do something awesome. So the course teaches you how to create content that then um, generates uh, 
emails, for example. So if you're in a service industry and you want to generate emails because, you know, for example, you want to reach more people uh, so you can sell more products, whatever that is, um, a service or a product, uh, her course teaches you how to create downloadable documents that people can then exchange an email for, build up your mailing list, and then you have a mailing list to sell to. Right, if you're selling online or if you're selling face-to-face. -face. That was something we were struggling at tech, with at Tech Pixies. How do we reach people that we don't know? Because for a very, very long time, I'd say the first three years of Tech Pixies, people signed up because their friends had signed up. And then their friends would say, oh, you should sign up because I did this and I loved it, which was fantastic. But I always knew in my heart of hearts, Tech Pixies could only work as a business if we were able to reach a lot more women. And we can't just reach women who know each other, which is fantastic, but it's a very slow growth. And it wasn't growing fast enough to sustain the team, the people that I employ, and myself. So we had to change plan and move the whole program online, and we had to find a new way of reaching people. And so that's why I do the weekly lives. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I give content out. Um, like our, 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 our smart goals freebie or our um, pro rata calculator where you can calculate how much you can earn per hour or how to negotiate a salary, um, you know, using that pro rata calculator. Um, we have a mindset freebie. Um, we have, uh, we, we have all sorts of freebies. They're, they're all, you know, littered throughout our blog. Um, and, but the point is, is that I learned how to do that because I know I need to reach people outside of my immediate ecosystem. I need to, as much as I love the women that are in our current program, they're amazing, and I'm so blessed to have them in our current program, I need to reach people beyond them as well, right? Because I need to make sure that we can provide salaries for people who work for us, that we can provide opportunities for people who work for us, and that we can grow our program, and we can answer the needs of the people who are in our program. So we've got lots of women that want to know more about digital marketing. They want to know more about WordPress. They want to know more about how to build a business. I can't do those things unless we've got Tech Pixies in a healthy place revenue-wise. So I need to generate revenue. And we need to do that by bringing more people into our program. We have incredible people in our program. But also one of the things I've learned is my messaging helps attract the right people. So we have been so lucky because we've always had the right women in our program. I'd say for maybe 1% of, of women who've come through our program, it's not been right. But apart from that, like we have really, really great connections with women who come through. So here's my point on number five. If you're posting third-party content, that's great in the beginning. Do that in the beginning until you have a voice, until you have a message. But what you need to start doing is seeing what you're posting is it working? What do people like? And then start creating your own content around the stuff that people liked. So I'll give you an example of this. Phoebe Larkham, who was in our very, very first cohort, she did her, um, in the very first cohort, we used to pair people up with businesses. We don't do that anymore. There's lots of reasons why we don't do that anymore. Um, but number one is that actually uh, it was a lot of work and, and we couldn't make it work, right? So it's much easier if the women go and find businesses they want to work with. But in our very first cohort, we matched people up with businesses. And so Phoebe Larkham went and did this um, returnship for a local charity called Restore. So Restore was a client of ours. Um, we built their website, and we've also done a lot of work for them, you know, just with the social and et cetera. So Restore is a mental health charity. And what she did was she did exactly that. She posted third-party content for a month. And uh, what she found by posting third-party content was what people liked. 
So then she wrote a recommendation to restore to say, okay, people love gardening. They love gardening tips and they love um, how-tos on gardening. So her recommendation to them, because Restore is a charity that brings people back to or helps them to recover from mental health difficulties through gardening. So her point was, Restore needs to start creating gardening content on their website because if they create gardening content on the website and then they share it onto their social, people will then come to their website and actually it'll drive hits to the website. And then there's all sorts of things you can do from that once you've got hits on your website. What if Restore could become a place where you could buy and sell plants online and then the money that they, the profits that they make from selling those plants then gets fueled back into their mental health training. So you can see where this all works and how this all worked out. So yes, use third-party content, but then as you become a voice, as you become as you become the person you were meant to be, the business you were meant to be, as you fill out those things that you always thought you were going to do, your social should be your voice. And you can still include third-party content to back up what you're talking about, to uh, promote partners in your industry that you wanna work with. I'm not saying don't do third-party content, I'm just saying, what I still see a lot of people doing is not advancing beyond third-party content and doing their own content. So this is something I'm gonna to have to make sure that we really um, introduce into our program and make sure that women really understand. But third-party content's great in the early days, but you've got to move beyond it in the latter days. All right, number six. This is a big one for me, and we, we did adjust the course in order to address this. People don't focus on growth early enough. Okay, so in the Social Media Magic program, we talk about um, the, the key terminology, we talk about the algorithm, we talk about how to set up the username and bio and how to post properly, right? Those are the essentials. That's what everyone needs to know how to do to use social media professionally. Then we talk about the expert stuff. Now the expert stuff is growth, engagement, analytics and insights, and paid advertising. So how you set up paid advertising on all of the networks. I do growth first because people don't focus on it. Now, I've debated whether or not we do engagement first and then growth, because what I've also learned is that you don't wanna grow without an engagement, engaged following. So you basically wanna be growing an engaged following. So I could say, okay, let's just focus on engagement first and then growth. But the reason I put growth first in the curriculum and then engagement second is because people don't focus on growth. They focus on engagement, which is great, but you have to grow too, right? You want more eyeballs on stuff, not fewer eyeballs. So you have to focus on growth in order to get more eyeballs on the same stuff and instead of lots of stuff in front of the same eyeballs. Does that make sense? So you want a post to be in front of a thousand people that you've worked hard on versus a post to be in front of a hundred people. And that's why paid advertising is fun because it takes what you're doing well organically and it gets it in front of a much, much, much bigger audience. Um, and that's why it's it works. And that's why people love it. And that's why people should use it. But you shouldn't use paid advertising until you've figured out your engagement and until you get to a baseline level with your growth, right? But it can supercharge your growth, it can supercharge your engagement if you do it right. So that's number six. Okay, so those are like the six kind of, what should I say, like structural chain, or not structural, those are the six kind of mistakes I see social media managers make on a social media side, right? Just, just pure fundamental social media, these are mistakes. Now here are a couple of the mistakes that I see them make um, on a more, 
uh, career side, okay? So there's, so number seven, they're afraid to learn paid advertising. Okay, I'm putting my hand up. If you're watching this, you can see my hand. My hand is up. I have been afraid of learning paid advertising, well, for about 13 years, because that's about as long as I've been in social media. So as long as social media has been around, I've been in there working on different accounts, et cetera. And I always left it to the paid guys, and they are all guys, to do the paid stuff, right? I mean, Emma Van Heusen's like the exception to the rule. She's a woman in paid, and she's really good at it. But unfortunately for Emma and all of her following, she's helping women upskill with paid advertising. Now, I have not upskilled with Emma. I know people who have done her course. I have upskilled with Rick Mulready. The thing is, is wherever you upskill with paid advertising, make sure you upskill within your niche. So I'm in online learning. So I have done a paid course, uh, I've done a paid advertising course in online learning. So I am specifically learning how to do paid advertising in that way. If you have a product that you wanna sell, don't do, a, don't do a paid advertising course in online learning. Go do a paid advertising course in how to sell a product online. That's a totally different type of, um, you know, they are the same system uh, in terms of what you use to get the ads out there, but how you structure the ads and what's a good ROI and all that stuff. ROI is return on investment. It differs depending on what you're selling and how you're selling it. So uh, don't be afraid to learn paid advertising. If you want to earn good money, in social media, in digital marketing, you are gonna have to upskill on paid advertising. It's just, it's a must. Because all of the good jobs, the really good jobs, are where people can kind of see the whole picture. They don't have to do everything, but they see the whole picture. They understand if that's working or not working. They know how to do organic, they know how to do paid, and they know how to make the two work. So a couple, um, Days ago, I, I well, for the last week, I've been doing my 10 at 10s live. So um, in our pop-up group and uh, in our cohort 17 group, which is the social media magic course that's starting, you know, literally imminently, I show up every day for 10 minutes and I answer questions. And one of the questions I answered recently was about organic versus paid social media. And, and I mean it 100,000%. Organic is about community, right? Paid is about sales and marketing and growth. And the two work slightly differently, but they have to work together. And so many companies, and I'm, I'm, I've experienced it um, in other companies, have a team working on paid and a team working on organic, and they don't understand how each other works. And there has to be a lot of educating between those two, because the, the, the point is you wanna have good engagement and good growth and good sales, and they all have to work together. So if you don't understand how to do paid advertising, you're gonna be kind of hitting yourself hitting your head against a wall a lot because you're not gonna be able to merge paid and organic to make it really work for the company that you're working for or for yourself if that's what you're after. So stop being afraid of paid advertising. Um, I have just joined a mastermind group uh, and I have to fly out to California and, and I'm, you know, we're gonna go deep on all of this stuff. But here's what I've learned. I'm in a group of really successful entrepreneurs really successful entrepreneurs, like way more successful than me, and I don't even feel successful compared to them. They're all afraid of paid advertising, right? They all have hired other people to do their paid advertising, and we're all taking a step back and saying, hang on, we know our customers best. We know the language that our customers speak the best. We want to speak to them. And so we're all learning to, up, you know, we're all upskilling to do our own paid advertising so that it's authentic, that it's genuine, and it comes from us. And then we can train people on our team to do it for us.
right? So that's the point. Is The point is eventually, once you know how to do it, then you can say, okay, who is a capable member of my team and who can take this over? So that's exciting. There's, there's, you know, that's a great opportunity for someone on your team. But if you're afraid of paid advertising, get over it. Get yourself sorted. Go upskill. It 100,000% is worth it. Okay, and then here's the other career mistakes that I see people making. Uh, number eight, they don't charge what they're worth and they don't know their value. I can't tell you how many times I see this happen. Um, and it happens the other way. Sometimes people think they're worth a lot more than they um, than they are, and they you know they get priced out of things too. But I think it happens much more on that they don't charge what they're worth and they don't know their value. Here's the thing: you can do your first social media management account for free. I have no problem with that. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what I started out doing. I think I did it for like local charities and for little you know, my friends and things like that. Not a problem. You can gain a lot of experience. Put a time limit on it. Say, I'm going to do this for free for you for one month or for three months. Don't do anything for free for longer than that unless that's something that's really, you know, you're passionate about. We have a woman in our program, um, Susie West. She and her brother have set up a charity called Heartfelt Tips, um, which build, uh, does pencil cases for kids. It's awesome. Um, she does the social media for them, and she might do it for a really long time, or she might bring another tech pixie in to do it so that they can learn. But the point is, is that something she's connected to? It's a charity that she's connected to. We have another woman who went through our program, um, Shira, and she has built this beautiful charity for her son in his honor. Um, he died of a, an undetectable heart um, problem, and the money that that is raised through her charity goes to detecting that heart problem, right? So she is passionate about making sure that that message gets out. We were able to use social media to spread the word about the charity and raise almost five, I think it was over 5,000 pounds for the charity so that other children and other families don't have to go through what Max's family did. Before she came on the program, she didn't know how to do that. She didn't know how to make social media work for the charity in a way that it worked. And, you know, as, as much as we'd all love Max to come back, and there's if you go to our Instagram, you can see a gorgeous picture of Max. As much as we'd all love that, at least the work she's doing is preventing other children from having to go through that. So I... You know, I salute Shira for coming onto our program and doing our program because it wasn't easy for her. And I, I know that she now knows how to leverage social media in order to help save the lives of other children, right? This is what I'm talking about. But that's a different story. These are people who have dedicated their lives to a charitable cause and they want to use social media for that. And either they get the charity to a place where the charity can afford to bring someone in to supercharge the social, to supercharge the donations, you know, to keep the program um, that they're running going and to reach and save more lives, or, you know, they carry on doing it themselves and it's a passion project, right? But what I'm talking about are the women who say, actually, I want to earn money as a social media manager. And what they don't do is as their skill set grows, they don't charge more right? So they kind of get stuck charging what they started charging, which often is nothing, and they don't start charging more as they get more and more advanced with their social media skills. So um, a good example of this is when I used to build websites. Uh, maybe it took me 100 hours to build a website, and after I built like five of those, I might be able to do it in 40 hours, let's say. I have the right to still charge someone uh, for the 100 hours the same price that I charged someone for the 40 hours. Because the reason I could do it in 40 hours was because I was so much more skilled. And the mistake people make is, oh, I did, you know, I did that in 40 hours, not in 100 hours, so I'm gonna charge them for 40 hours. No, you charge them for 40 hours at the 100 hour 
rate, right? So, you, so you're basically getting the 60% margin. And this is important for an entrepreneur perspective because you need margin, you need profit in order to grow your business, to hire people, to you know, do the things that you wanna do in your business. So please charge what you're worth, please raise your prices, please get rid of clients that are sucking the, your time and your life and are frustrating to work with. They are not all like that. There are amazing clients out there that you can work with and that you can run with and that you can do a great job for who will appreciate what, you, what you're bringing to the table. Um, some clients like to be hands-off and just let you run with it. Uh, and if, you, if that's what you like, awesome. And you're gonna have to be like a hands-on, I can do it person. Some clients, want to you know be really involved and they you know they, they're really organized and they've got folders of pictures and et cetera et cetera and some clients are just a flipping nightmare right and I have worked with all three of those and I can tell you the faster you can fire the clients that are frustrating and hard to work with the better your life is going to be and you'll move on and find the right people and you'll put that energy into the right people. That's what I love about Tech Pixies is we've attracted the right people into our program. I love hanging out with the Tech Pixies, right? It's one of my favorite things to do. It totally lifts my day up. Okay, uh, number nine. So social media managers don't niche down enough, right? So they don't focus on genres and industries that they know and love. So one of the things I see happen a lot is someone will get their social media skills and they'll just go out and work on any social media account that comes their way. It's a little bit like not knowing your value, right? What do you love? One of the things that we do in the Tech Pixies program is we make you do a vision board in module one. So if you're on cohort 17 and you're watching this on the 8th of October, you will be you will have already created your vision board or you'll be creating your vision board because that's what releases in module one. The vision board helps you to identify the things you love, right? And we've got these gorgeous boards. I've seen boards with dancers on it. I've seen boards with, um, uh, snow, I've seen boards with bubble baths, I've seen boards with, um, um, you know, just all sorts of things, books, uh, you know, nails, um, fingernails, toenails, um, whatever it is. I, I've, seen the, I've seen all these vision boards and they're beautiful and everyone has different things that they love. They love, you know, different colors, they love different in you know things um you know they love wine they love cheese or they don't like wine and they don't like cheese whatever it is that you love that is really important to hone in on because it's like being in school when you're in school you learn different subjects and some subjects come easier to you now it's not cheating to focus on the subjects that come easier to you because you'll enjoy them a hundred times more than you will the subjects that you don't enjoy right and it usually means that that's actually what you were meant to do so so when you find uh, something that you love focus on it here's the other bonus of focusing on it okay if you become known in that industry which you will if you're good you will get to command a higher price to work with people so the, some of the ones I've seen emerging in our Tech Pixies group, um, our alumni group, we've got a couple women who are managing um, social media accounts for uh, bands and artists, as in like um, musical artists. We've got a little group of those women that are doing that, and that's really exciting because that's a really fun place to be if you love music and you love events and things like that. So that's one of the things I'm seeing. Uh, we have a couple women in there who are promoting artists or are artists themselves and wanted to use social to leverage their, you know, um, 
get out there with their own artwork. Uh, we have other women who are social media managers and they just want to, and they want to be consultants and trainers and they want to be available. Uh, we've got a woman who specializes in pets on Instagram. So she's, you know, she's becoming really well known in that industry. She just gave a live talk about that. Uh, Sophie Bradley. So socially Sophie B, I think is her on Instagram uh, and her dog, Amber, the the Cav reporter. So, uh, but we have lots of women who are focusing in on niche subjects. And the reason that this is so important is, like I said, a lot of people start social media and they're like, I'll just do anybody's social media account. Big mistake. Really focus on what you want to focus on and really think about what you love uh, and do more of that because you'll have a better time doing it and you'll, you'll have a lot more knowledge at it. We have a woman who um, had a background in psychology. She went and worked for a psychology company, and now she does the social media for them. So she understands psychology. It's really hard for someone who has no background in psychology to come into a psychology company and do their social media because they don't understand how psychology works. Okay, so number 10. This is my final one. I've given you the 10 mistakes that I see social media managers make all the time. And this one's the career one again. So uh, one through six is actual like learning social media mistakes. Seven through 10 are career mistakes that social media managers make. So number 10 is you don't get certified. You don't get your skills rubber stamped right? And you don't continue your learning journey. So what I see happen is people go do one course and then they will go and use those skills uh, and then they don't ever upskill again. And it's interesting to see and I, you know, not without calling out any names or without, you know, pointing out to somebody in our program or anybody in particular, but it's interesting to see if you look back at the early cohorts, one, two, three, and four, five, six, seven, and eight, and then you look at the later cohorts, nine, 10, 11, and 12, et cetera, Obviously, a lot has changed, you know, from our first eight cohorts to our second eight cohorts. Just the whole nature of social media has changed, um, and the course has changed, and you know, we've been doing, we've been, we've been changing that along the way. We have offered to all of our tech pixies the opportunity to redo the course um, in the with all the new stuff. They have that opportunity, and m many of them have that opportunity at no charge whatsoever, and many of them have taken that up. And it's so important to do that because things change, and you need to stay up to speed. You can't just rely on what you were doing five, six years ago, or four years ago, or three years ago. What Tech Pixies is doing on social this year versus last year is totally different. What we're doing now versus five years ago, or four years ago when we first started, totally different. So. You know, you need to get your skills rubber stamped. You in, and you need to make sure you're doing courses that have good reputations um, and you know get results, right? Because that's at the end of the day, that's what you want. Now, some courses are CPD certified. TechPixies is CPD certified. So now, if you finish the TechPixies course, you actually have to submit a report that we check to make sure, yeah, this person actually knows what they're doing, and you've got a nice little report that you can show an employer um, if you're looking to go back to work. But also, you proved to yourself that you have actually got the social media skills that you, you know, want. You said you wanted, or said you have, say you have, and it gives you confidence. It gives people confidence that they can actually go and get a job, and they they don't feel like an imposter, right? So. The CPD certification, especially when you have to turn in work that's then marked and graded and given back to you effectively is what we're doing, um, you know that you know what you're doing, right? It's not just like I took a test and I know how to answer a multiple choice about social media because that doesn't really help anybody. You can actually do the stuff. That's what we do here. So don't 
don't go and work in the social media space and not get certification. There's all sorts of certification programs out there. Obviously, I love ours, and we're in the middle of our enrollment, so I would love you to come and join ours. But uh, even if, if it's not with us, I don't really care where you get certified. What I care is that you get certified. Take that next step. It will make you so much more confident when you charge because you can say to people, I'm certified. I have had a, you know, I've got career professional development hours on this. I, you know, I know what I'm doing. And it will give you that confidence to say, I am going to charge this amount because I have the experience and I have the training, right? And if you don't have the certification, if you don't have the CPD, if you don't have the rubber stamp from somewhere, it makes it hard to defend your prices, right? If you don't, and, and if you, unless you've got experience, and then you can defend them with experience. Um, so please, if you're gonna do social media, if you're gonna go into the social media space, promise to upskill yourself. You don't have to upskill yourself on every network all the time and overwhelm yourself with upskilling, but just make sure that you're always learning, you're always going to that next level, um, because that's gonna serve you well. And like I said before, don't, you know, as your skills go up, Charge more. Don't charge the same prices you were charging at the beginning of the, the day, you know, five months later or even, you know, five years later. You know, you should be every few months, you should be reevaluating your skill set and then determining what your time is worth to you and all of that time before, right? So I'm talking to you now, it's 2019. I've been doing social media, websites, all that kind of stuff since 2003. Even before social media existed, I was creating little social media opportunities on my websites. I've talked about that in previous um, episodes. But I, the thing is, is that you, I've been in it, I've been in the game since 2003. So 15 years I've been in the game, if I could do the math right. 16 years, 16 years, right? A long, long time. So I've got a lot of experience. Um, so if you don't have the experience, then you need to create the experience. And one of the fastest ways to create the experience is go and get upskilled in a course. So I hope if you're thinking about joining a course that you seriously consider the Social Media Magic course um, because the doors close at midnight. And if you're already in our program, I hope that this is useful to you. Um, I get I, I answer a lot of the same questions in the Facebook group. We have an alumni Facebook group and I just thought I'll bring in some of the common mistakes that I see people making and the common questions people are asking uh, because now I can just point them to this video instead of having to answer the same question over and over again. So if um, So don't be offended if I share this video with you and you're in our alumni group. But I, I want to make sure that we cover those things. So let me just recap and I'm going to close off. Um, this is the 10 mistakes that I see social media, media managers making all the time. Number one, link in an Instagram post. Can't do it. Number two, using a portrait image on Twitter. Bad idea. Make sure it crops to landscape because it, looks, it, it only works um, landscape on a phone. Number three, uh, don't use links that don't scrape well. And if you don't know what that means, Go back and listen to the whole episode if you're just catching us now. Uh, number four, now I've lost my four and I don't have my glasses on so I can't see anything. Ah, number four, you're not leveraged. Oh, I've messed a number up in here. Okay, well, I'm going to say this anyway. You're not leveraging video enough. Let me just add that in because I didn't talk about that. Video is like the number one thing right now. So uh, we have seen just a massive change in our social media because we started doing video. Um, and we're not totally sophisticated at it. I don't have like a super duper HD video. I don't have subtitles on everything. I just do subtitles on our video, our, our, our video casts and our podcasts. Um, but 
video is really important and the short videos uh, are really impactful. Um, but if you're doing podcasts, live casts, they could be longer, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Um, and so, yeah, so use video. I can't believe I skipped that one. Um, and then I said number five, um, that you should, that social media managers post too much third party content. They're not doing enough of their own content, so I go into that as well. Number six, don't focus on growth early enough. So focus a lot on engagement, focus a lot on creating content, but not on getting eyeballs in front of that content. So making sure your content is see being seen by more people, that's really, really important. Um, number seven, this is on the career side. Um, women in particular don't wanna upskill with paid advertising, do it. That's all I have to say. Uh, eight, don't uh, women don't charge what they're worth or they don't know what their value is. Um, and number nine, again, these are all on the career side. They don't niche down enough, so you're not focused as a social media manager enough on the things that you know and love in terms of industries and or um, genres. And then number 10, you don't get your skills rubber stamped and you stop your learning journey. So don't do any of those things, right? Don't do any of those things. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about the mistakes that people make, and I'm sharing them with you so that you don't make them yourself. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next week at the same time, same place.